You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, LuchaCentral.com presents Straight Out of the Bodega with King Fat Boy Papo Esco. From the wrestling world of the podcast world, it's Straight Out of the Bodega with your host, the King Fat Boy Papo Esco. You have arrived, pulled up. Welcome to another edition of Straight Out of the Bodega. I am your master of ceremonies, the bully from the bodega, the lucha thug, the one-man lucha gang, El Rey Gordo himself, the King Fat Boy Papo Esco. <laughs> Man, I got a lot of names. Oh well. And as always, we here to take you on a ride. A ride through the blocks, back alleys, and street corners of the bodega. I mean, we're going to give you everything you need that's pro wrestling and entertainment. I'm ready. I know you're ready. So take a seat, pour up your favorite drink, and let's ride. Summer, summer, summertime. Summertime. Time to sit back and unwind. Time to sit back and unwind. So, something like that It's Thursday Welcome to another edition of Straight Out of the Bodega I'm your master of ceremonies King Fat Boy Papa Wesco And as I disgustingly sang just a little while ago It's summertime Hasn't been too hot, you know, 70s, 80s Hasn't gotten up to the hundreds Maybe like once or twice But you know, the California sun's out And I cannot complain I'm happy Also, we about a couple of days away from Father's Day And I want to wish all the fathers a happy Father's Day out there For me, Father's Day hits a little different And I'll tell you why uh, First of all, I didn't grow up with a father um, He wasn't around, didn't take the time Or didn't even really care to bother um, You know, and I could have took that negatively Or I could have took that positively Now, don't get me wrong, I did lash out out of anger because of that You know, I did get in a lot of trouble Because I was pissed off that I saw a lot of kids with their dads And I wasn't there with mine But I mean, I did spin it into a positive thing, you know. I got my own kids. I got a daughter. I got a son. And I do go out of my way to make sure that they know that they are loved. I go out of my way, excuse me, to make sure that they know that I am here to shape and nurture their lives into adulthood as best as I can so that they can go out and be successful in their own lives. You know, I instill in them honor, respect, loyalty, responsibility, accountability, you know, all the things that they need to succeed. Um, so I did spin that positively. So um, to my father, wherever you are, uh, don't come find me first. Secondly, uh, thank you because it was your neglect and your, uh, you know, invisible man trick uh, that caused me to become the father that I am. And I think I'm a great one. So that said, everybody who is a father doing it the right way. Happy Father's Day to you. Take a bow. It's your day. Eat up all the barbecue. Open up all the gifts. Take all the hugs and kisses you can get and be celebrated. It's your day. I need to hit the pause button right quick because I want to take this time out to say thank you. You could be listening to any podcast in the world right now, but you chose ours. 
Thank you for pulling up straight out of the bodega for this episode, all the way back to the first episode, and every episode in between. And we hope that you continue to pull up to the podcast as we try to bring you more great content, more great conversation and entertainment. I mean, we trying to take over the podcast world. So help us get the word out. Let everybody you know, know that we're out there. We're available on all podcast platforms. I'm talking Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Podbay, Podbean. I mean, the list goes on and on. All they got to do is go to their favorite podcast platform, search Lucha Central Podcast Network or Lucha Central, hit subscribe straight out of the bodega, rate, review, comment let us know how we're doing let us know who or what you want to hear on future episodes and just help us continue to improve we trying to raise the bar and hit these charts man so thank you again anyway we got a great show for you today i know i always say that but i believe it so i'm gonna say it again we got a great show for you today pulling up to the podcast is aew's jungle boy I like this guy. He's a good, humble guy. I've worked with him. I've trained with him. Shared a couple of laughs with him. I'm excited that he's pulling up to sit down with us and have a great conversation. We're going to get right into it. But before we do that, I need to send you over to the jaw-dropping, room-stopping, Denise Salcedo with Lucha Central Central. Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a look at all of the great shows available this week on the Lucha Central Podcast Network. Monday, it's a brand new mass cast with Dos Hermanos Lucha. The brothers are back with their latest advice on how to build the ultimate Lucha Libre mass collection, including what Facebook groups can really help you up your game. Tuesday, it's Mass, Mats, and Mayhem, the show that brings you back into and behind the scenes of Lucha Underground. This week on the show, more behind-the-scenes secrets are revealed from two of the show's day one luchadores. Plus, the gang discusses the current success of former Lucha Underground stars, Karrion Cross and El Hijo del Fantasma, and takes a look back at Season 1, Episode 6. Plus, this Friday, look for a bonus episode of the MMM show focused on Pride Month, including a special interview with former Lucha Underground and current AEW star, Sunny Kiss. Also on Tuesday, brand new series, Wrestle Boss with Favi Chulo, debuts on its regular night with a live call-in show covering pro wrestling and MMA from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Pacific. Then, each Wednesday, the show will be available for download on podcast platforms. The first episode is up now and features interviews with former CMLL, Ring of Honor, and Lucha Underground star Ricky Reyes, Bellator fighter Rick Hahn, and Combate America SVP Mike Aframowitz. This week's guests will include former XPW and Wrestling Society X star and current owner and operator of the Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy, Joey Chaos. 
With SBW graduates and nearly every major promotion at this point, there is a lot to talk about. Don't miss Wrestle Boss Live on Tuesday night and in podcast format on Wednesday. We've also got more live recordings for you on Wednesday as Spanish series La Mesa de los Margaros brings you their unique style of news and comedy along with special guests. Watch as they record their episode on Facebook Live and then download the episode Thursdays. Also on Thursday, it's Straight Out of the Bodega with Papo Esco with special guests PWR Training Academy graduate and AEW star Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Papo and Gabe talk with Jack about his training at the Academy, his time in the NorCal indie scene, and his signing with AEW. On Friday, we've got the number one Lucha Libre show on the U.S. charts, Lucha Central Weekly, and the number one show wrestling-related period on the Mexico iTunes wrestling charts. Lucha Sancho Weekly and Español with Lucha Libre slowly returning to Mexico and shows this past weekend from both DTU and IWRG plus luchadores all over WWE programming these days we've got two packed shows for you be sure to subscribe and follow all of your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms. And please be sure to give a rating and review to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. All right, welcome back to Straight Out of the Bodega. Like always, I'm your master of ceremonies, King Fat Boy Papa Wesco. And as always, I got my partner in crime, my brother, owner and operator of Pro Wrestling Revolution, co-host of the show, Gabe Ramirez. What's going on, man? Bodega. Oh no! I, I, every time I hear every time I hear our show, I always I always hear you, you know, on the rap songs or singing. And that's my that's my you know, mo, like I, man. That's I always feel like I'm under like. Like I'm not utilizing my my tools like you are, so I don't know if I should sing oh, or not sing or what to do. But I feel like I'm naked on here. Well, never mind. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Papa? How you doing, my brother? How you doing this evening? Good, man. Good, man. You know, before we get into it, I wanted to say, dude, what? Lucha-masks.com is 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 a beast. Uh, right now. It's, like a, it's like a train steamrolling down the. My track. brother, I, you know, um, no joke. Um, I. I I don't pull no punches. I've been upfront with anyone who's cared to ask, and and to all my brothers, you guys know. And I, our landlord doesn't give a rat's ass. Um, I mean, I understand his position. You know, he doesn't care that uh, his exact words were the COVID and pandemic was no fault of ours. You still have to pay for your rent, and I, I wasn't asking for a freebie. I was just asking, can we work something out? You know, can we do something? You're you're charging me for a building I can't even walk into. And he told me no. And I literally just didn't know what to do. I mean, I know we're having online classes, but, you know, not everyone stayed. And I still need to generate uh, monetary for this. And we can't do shows. We lost 40 shows. So how are we going to do this? And the guy who makes all our gear in Guadalajara, El Gran Canoe. So I said, hey, brother. I said, "Um, bro, I have an idea. Do you think you can do this? And he goes, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? And so I, I went online and got a couple of graphics I put together and cut, cut the mannequin's head off and I did all these things and I put a mask on. And then since he makes our gear, I said, hey, can you grab Kukui's mask and all these ideas? And I put it on there. And he made yeah. a couple. He goes, what do you think? And I was like, oh, wow. I go, I never thought they'd look this badass. 
And he sent me a couple, and I was like, dude, how many do you need? He goes, for you, whatever you want. So you saw, we ordered like, I don't know, 150 at the most. And we put them on Facebook, yeah, man. man. And now it's, <laughs> and now, and now we're, we're, in Yo, the oh yeah, I'm, just, I'm, we're, we're making, I'm, uh, making moves, man. This I'm, is great. Honestly, I'm being flat out honest. We're, we're bringing in about a thousand masks a week. And so, and That's I dope. tell you what, at first, uh, the mailman and DHL, they, they, at first they would come to our door, you know, they'd knock and, Hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Hey, how, you know, you're six feet away. Here's your stuff, man. By week three. They would stop coming to the house. They'd skip the house, even though we're paying them to show up. And so now that things are a little bit looser, um, as far as here in California, we go into this, um, oh, I forget what it's called, but you can drop off mail for USPS. And we walk in, they're yeah. like, oh, man. Because sometimes we walk in when we can. Like last week, guys, we got our DHL um, about 2 o'clock. We knocked out about 200 orders by 3.30, and we walked in and dropped them off at the uh, local place, and it was almost closing for them, and then you are dumping, you know, all these masks on them, and they're like, oh. But you know what? Crazy, we're paying man. the bills. But, we're, we're trying to keep the doors open, yep. and, you know, we I have a family to feed. I have students that I need to keep busy. I have a, a, I have a job to keep a dream alive for a lot of you. And for many, that still have to come. So I take a responsibility upon myself yeah. to make this happen. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome, man. Speaking of dreams, keeping them alive. Speaking of former yes. students, today's show is an awesome one. Is it better we than last week's? Will it be better than last humbled. week's? Because last, last week, we're outdoing said, ourselves. We're outdoing said, ourselves. This will be the best show ever. And I was like, well, are you saying that? <laughs> we're outdoing ourselves. <laughs> so this Every show will be better, right? Keeps okay. getting okay. better. All right. It should All right. be. I'm hoping. So today on the show, we got a, a, a young man who, in my opinion, is is his stock is rising. Um, you know, he's he's went from humble beginnings, you know, a, a former student of Pro Wrestling Revolution yes, Training sir. Academy. And um, he's he's on television every single week. You can catch him every single Wednesday on uh, uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite. That's at that's AEW's own. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. How you doing, man? I'm <laughs> good, man. Good to, it's, good, it's good to have you I on, man. How, how you been? Yeah. How's everything been going with you, personally? Oh, I've you been know, good, we've been man. good, you know. I, well, trying to maintain in this uh, besides, pandemic. And, besides you know, being on home arrest? I, 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 I know. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> for sure. You know, but see, Papo, Papo's yeah. okay with home arrest. Yeah, that's, that part's high a school, bummer. That was his... Uh, that was yeah. That he was you know yep. he had the beeper on his ankle. I can't. Yeah, I can't but you know honestly ankle. though, um, <laughs> it's so good to hear okay. your voice, brother. I I, I miss okay. you so much, yeah. man. I you know every time I see you on on, on television and stuff, I, I I miss. I so miss you. I you know uh, every so often when we talk about you know Jungle Boy, we everyone always has a story. You know uh, how at the academy. You know, I remember uh, Kukui was telling us the other day, and he says, oh, oh man, he's a, I miss when Jungle Boy wanted to beat up Mark every day in class. And and it cracks us up because it was the simplest thing. But, you know, we, we, we miss that, you know. We miss you so much. and But we couldn't be prouder of what's going on, you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. I, you know, for me, for me – for me, I don't yes, understand. Thank you, man. I mean, well, dude, my, my spot's solidified now. You know, you're out of oh. my way. 
You know what I mean? I, I'm in. I'm the star now. Okay. All right. You. All right. <laughs> you went on well, the bigger and brighter things. Just, just remember right my, my, my flag. Yeah, but just remember that both of you are former pro wrestling revolution tag team champions. Just, just, just put that out there. Just that is true, and we're yeah. we're gonna get into all we're we're gonna yeah. get into all that. Oh, and, you shit, know, I want to start true. by you know just saying that we do miss you and. You know, we want to tell your story in a way that you want it to be told. So I just want to get right into it, man. You know, uh, you you have you have a unique yeah, start in this business. I mean, I, I'm not sure I've ever heard of a professional yeah. wrestler who actually started and, and, and made his journey so young. Why don't you start off by telling everyone... First, how, yeah. how how did you fall? When did you fall in love with wrestling? And and at a, such a young age, how did you convince your parents to get you involved and start training? Yeah, well, it was. I don't remember how old I was, but I was pretty young. And I had these two friends sleeping over, and I'd I'd ask them to sleep over and hang out, and they're like, "We would, but we have to go home because we have to we have to watch wrestling tonight." And I was like, uh, "Well, we can just watch it at my house." Um, you know, and I had I'd seen a little bit here and there, but I didn't really watch it before that. Um, <laughs> so that that was the deal to get them to sleep over. I had to watch wrestling with them, and uh, so so they did. And it was an episode of SmackDown, and I remember on that episode, I just I remember being like kind of taken back by the characters, and then just the crazy stuff I was seeing. But they had like Boogeyman on there, they had Kurt Angle, uh, they had Rey Mysterio. And when I saw this thing, it was just, um, it, it was so big and so grand, the entire thing, you know, there, there's all this crazy athletic stuff going on. There are crazy characters, uh, there are beautiful women, there are fireworks and stuff exploding. And I was just like, damn, this is cool. Um, so then, you know, the next week I checked back in and I watched it again and I watched it again and I kind of just became a fan. Um, and then... I happened to have a trampoline in my backyard and I figured I would just become a wrestler. And so I'd get my little sister to go out with me and I'd just try all the things that I'd been seeing on TV. Um, you know, and at first it was just, yeah, stuff. you know, I just wanted to beat up your sister, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. So, that, so then I math, I oh, those wrestling basics, basics or is that brother? And then I thought, uh, well, brother, I still haven't got the wrestling basics, but I got those done with that. Um, yeah, and then I, I started trying to have real moves, and then I'd have some of my friends over, and I'd kind of show them the stuff I knew, and I'd try and have little matches and all that. But it got to the point where I was trying to give my sister, like, tombstone pile drivers and stuff. And my my parents said to me, they're like, um, this is obviously something you are very passionate about, and it seems like it's something you want to do. Um if it is something you're serious about, though, you're going to have to <laughs> right. not be doing it on your sister all the time. And we're, we want you to go and learn <laughs> properly and do it with other uh, consenting so people. So what was the first school that you went um, to? They found you a school. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. they did. It was, uh, it was with a guy named Rick Drazen, and it was in the Valley in California. And um, I was in fourth grade. And I, had, I remember I'd been talking to my parents about it a little bit. They were like, we found this school. Um, do you, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And um, I remember I got picked up early one day from fourth grade. And 
uh, I knew I knew what it was for. I just I had a feeling I knew. And my dad picked me up and we drove over to the valley and yeah. pulled up to this guy's house and he just had a ring in his backyard. And the first time seeing a ring uh, like that kind of so up close, like a ring I knew I was going to get in, I was like, wow. Like I already was for I was like I'm here like this is crazy. So then that puts you at about that puts um, you at about eleven years old, dude. And yet somewhere around there, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. I was like ten or eleven then, yeah. And yeah, I, so yeah, from you know I fell in love with it there for real. It, it was harder than I realized. I um, it was kind of funny, but I remembered the way the way I had taught myself on the trampoline to take a bump was to was to jump up and let my head hit at the same time as my back so that it was all flat so that I wouldn't whiplash. And so I got in there and Rick's like, all right, we, we got to teach you how to take a bump. And I was just a little dumbass in fourth grade. And I was like, I was like, uh, can I just try it? Like, I feel like I know how to do it. And he's like, sure. And I wanted to impress everyone. So I just jumped up in the air as high as I could and just landed completely flat and let my head hit as well. And I knocked myself silly and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is not the trampoline. So I started from the bottom and yeah i went every week and uh yeah it, it, it was cool but it, it was hard um i realized right away i was like damn this is um you know i'd heard a lot of everyone people would say like oh you know there's a trampoline under the ring and it's like a, it's a mattress and all this and that and um Take one bump. Take one bump. Take one bump. Someone even left the class just one bump and that those theories will change automatically yeah so Jack, you know, I, I, For you sure. know, in my research, I'm, I'm hearing that you actually had matches, you know, before you were maybe even 16. Well, I, I had matches. Yeah, I wanted uh, to get into at, that. At like you, you, you actually um, trained, and then they put you in the ring with some people. Good Lord, you were 11. You, you were, you were getting it started. Yeah, yeah. Who, who had the insurance that policy experience. on that show? Yeah, I um, <laughs> you know, I am not sure. Um, I uh. Yeah, I trained. Oh, yeah. I, yeah there's yeah, this woman Nikki, I trained yeah. with named Nikki, and she was called Nikki the New York Knockout. You know her, Gabe, right? Yeah. And she she kind of took me under her wing, and she, I don't know how, but she got Was me she training with you with Rick Grayson? Her. And it was like a small little show, whatever, but um, yeah. And and she ended up kind of taking over. She she would lead yeah. a large portion of the class, yeah. kind of. You know, you have your like top guys kind of lead some of the drills and stuff. She She kind of took over that role. And she just took me under her wing. And so I, I did a show in um, Southern California somewhere in some warehouse or something. And um, I believe it was my second show. But she told me, she's like, I have a booking in San Francisco if you're interested in it. And Jeez. I was like, yeah, that sounds cool to me. And uh, I was my fifth at this point. So I was a lot older. And um, <laughs> I, I had uh, asked to miss a day of school. But so my, par my parents drove me up to San Francisco. And it was for it was for Fog City Wrestling, um, and the story we were doing, I was uh, I was going to be the younger brother of Dylan Drake, and it, it was okay. Dylan and I believe Kenny King, and they were wrestling Shout out to Rick, Rick Luxury, who would turn out to be a huge a huge part of my wrestling career later on, and I think probably a MPT and Marcus Mack was the manager. I remember. And my big spot of the night was I got to I got to kick Mac in the nuts and then give him a sliced bread. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I'd I'd wrestle here and there. I'd have some bookings every now and again. And then by the time I got into sixth grade, I kind of I just got into a phase of um, being over wrestling. Kind of, I didn't 
yeah. wasn't as excited. I wasn't as into watching it because now I was doing it. And I, kinda, I don't know. I just, I just kind of got over the whole thing, and I, yeah. I just eventually stopped. At, at some point, you know, um, everyone catches those those types of feelings, and at such a young age, man, you know, you kind of want to do other things. You know, like, you know, be a actual kid. You know, I mean, we all know that it's hard to be a, a worker. Uh, yeah, as it is, and to be that young, you know, it, it it definitely would take its toll on toll on you. And I've always known you to have a short attention span, so you know. <laughs> so okay, so let, let's let's fast forward. <laughs> let's fast forward a little bit. You know, yeah. You when I first met you, you know, you were you were uh, going to college out in uh, Santa Cruz, right? And you started getting the bug yes. again, right? Yes. So you, you wanted to come and train. You ended up at Pro Wrestling Revolution Training Academy. I remember yeah. seeing you that first um, day. You came in in some ripped up jeans. Oh, no my shirt. God. Yes. Uh, he hair. came in. He came yeah. in. He came and in. Was, and uh, he I comes into the backside <laughs> of the academy, right? He did. And yep, he's like, I remember. Hey, man, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> if I you do wrestling, you I was in. like, well, did, did the ring not give it away? I was like, who is this kid, right? And then Thunder Rosa, who was training with us for a while, says, hey, what's <laughs> up, Jack? And. I was like, okay, well, you know, Rosa knows him and stuff. And yeah, she was so there. he came in and he talked to Shannon and he goes, no, no, I don't want to get in. I just wanted to, you know, come check out the place. And then he left. He just left. Yeah. Well, dude, okay. Let me, let me tell you the real story. Um, by, by that point, ah. I, I picked up wrestling again and I'd been wrestling for about a year. Um, it was my senior year of high school. Um, I was just wrestling this kind of dingy little warehouse in downtown somewhere. But, um, it came time to move for college, <laughs> and I was like, man, this is a bummer because now I really am into wrestling, and I you know, I, I wanted to keep it going, but I, I didn't know anyone up in that area or anything, so I just, uh, I just Googled. I was like, Northern California Wrestling Schools, um, and what came up was Gold Rush and Revolution, and just uh, Revolution was more convenient spacing-wise, and... Um, you know, it, it had some good reviews online. So I, I yeah, he was I very, uh, very, very vague on everything he answered. Like um, he didn't want to give away like the, where he was from, when he'd show up. He was, he just said, "I'll show up one of these days." And I was like, "No, you just can't show up one of these days. Like you got to give mm. me, a, you know, a date." Uh, okay, what what dates? I'm like Tuesday or Thursdays. And he's like, uh, "Okay, well, I'll see if I can stop by." And I was like, Dude. "What? Like, okay, you know, like whatever." Yeah. Well, so then, then I had had a girlfriend. Who, uh, a cougar who lived in San Francisco. She was like a she year was a older than me, so she'd been in college. <laughs> and my whole family was what was up there. Shout out to cougars. Shout out to the cougars. Of the <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say that. That's from my cougar. Shout out to um. the cougars. Um, my whole family was up there though, checking out the college. And I, I had wanted to go see this girl, but I, I couldn't really say like, hey, will you guys just stay in Santa Cruz? And I'm gonna go see this girl for the day. So I said, uh, I'm. Is it cool if I take the car and I go check out the wrestling schools of the area? Because that, that's a big important part for me. If I'm going to live here, I need to know there's somewhere I can go wrestle. Um, and not that I didn't want to check out the schools. but So my plan was I was going to come into the school and then go and see her. So I can't, that's why I didn't get in that day. Because Shannon was like, are you sure you don't want to get in? I was like, yeah, I'm okay. Because I would already told her I'd be there a couple hours later. Um but yeah, as soon as I saw it, uh, I felt the vibes. I I knew that um, That's awesome. it was all going to be good. That, That's that actually awesome. made me feel a lot better about moving up there, yeah. and I knew that uh, I was going to be in a good place. Yeah, and that I, I've told you this before. I actually I I really hated um, 
going to school that year. It just it didn't it wasn't what I had wanted it to be. And um, coming every week and being with you guys was really what got me through that. And it was the best time wow. of being up there. And really, I feel like it ended up changing my life in the long term. Well, I mean, uh, it, in a way that it, I don't know if you remember, did. but like I'm very um, grateful for that. Thunder Rosa, you know, knew who he was and she like, oh my God, I can't believe he was going to come here. And I was like, just another student, you know what I mean? Like, and she's like, yeah, but you know, uh, uh, you know who he is. And I was like, yeah, Jack. And that's all I knew. I didn't remember his last name. I didn't know nothing. I just, he was Jack. And she kept telling me, yeah, and it's so cool. And she just assumed that I knew, you know, there was more, you know, to, to Jack. And I was like, I don't know what the fucking big deal is, man. I'm just... That's Jack, yeah. and he hasn't even come to one class yet. You're already making him out to be the the next star. I was like, Let, have him come to class. He, the guy showed up in jeans, no shirt. You know what I mean? And I'm supposed to let the guy come in and like uh, sweep me off the you know off the canvas. Like, Get out of here. Get out of here. And then he finally showed up. <laughs> yep. And the funniest thing, Papa, I don't, you guys don't know this stuff, but when Shannon was having him fill out, you know the you know uh, the paperwork, and because we have insurance and so on. But he didn't want to give up his address. He didn't want. <laughs> he didn't want to put his full name. I was like, "Dude, you got to put your name down. You can't train here. What are you so afraid of?" So he put stuff down, and it still didn't. It still didn't click with me at all. Not until about two weeks later, someone goes, "Hey, you, you got so and so there," and I was like, "Who's that?" And he goes, "Well, that guy you have." And I was like, "Jack? Yeah, what about him?" And the day I found out, you know, uh, what his other, you know side of his life was besides wrestling i i walked up and i said hey bro is this true and he goes yeah i go I just want you to know i don't give a rat's ass who your dad is what because he don't wrestle you do so i hope to god you want to bust your ass in here because i don't care what your dad does it has nothing to do with you in the ring and, and i almost felt like that took like a, a weight off your shoulders if i'm wrong correct me but i felt like you actually felt oh god finally someone doesn't give a rat's ass you know yeah, that was cool. That was, um, you know, in the very beginning when I'd moved oh, up yeah. there, I was, I was driving back down to SoCal all the time to wrestle. And then I, I ended up, I, I stopped going down there because that was, um, this like article had come up right. kind of exposing that. And it had been something that I'd tried to keep secret for a long time. And just the way it came out and everything, I wasn't happy with it. And I, I felt like I couldn't go down there anymore. So then... You know, when that happened, to come up here and it felt cool just be, to be your own person. To know that right? you guys were yeah, genuine. Just to be your own person, you your know? own entity. Yeah. You don't have to worry about anyone thinking you're riding off of anybody's coattails or at least a thing. Well, the, the thing know, is, though, that's that, what I was that, told That, him, that is awesome is that, that you people took would that think stance. That, but I told them, what coattails are you going to ride? Your dad's not a wrestler. Your dad can't do shit, you know, for you in the ring. I go, right. brother, you got to put the work in, man. Yeah. You know, and, and, but then right, I saw him right. work, and I was like, how long have you been doing this for? And he goes, oh, since I was six, seven, whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. I go, how young were you? You're, oh, I've been training with here and here and here. <laughs> and I knew the moment I actually had him for that time period when we are training with him, I knew he was an absolute freaking natural. And it's very rare because, for the most part, naturals always quit the business. In my, in, in my 20 years, the people who are always the most talented, who get it the quickest, are the ones who quit first. And I was like, well, let's see if this kid hangs out, man, because in my experience, you know, they end up quitting. And it was just like, boom, boom, he is getting in. He was quick, you know, and he was so open learning. You know, uh, you know how you said with Rick Drayson, he wanted to just do his own bump. He was the furthest thing from that, you know, such a 
level-headed kid, so open to learning, never really were out of line, and you're always willing to help. To this day, you're still the same person. And that's, it's, it's, that's, that's why I always tell you, it's like, man, I miss yeah. you because, you know, you're saying that we were genuine. Yeah. It's so hard to even talk to people nowadays that you knew from yesteryear, let alone the ones who actually have some television time, you know, that actually want to talk to you anymore. So, no, no, I, I yeah. think, you know, you say we changed, you know, your lives wrestling-wise. Well, you at least uh, made us believe that the dream still can come true because, uh, you know, look, look where you're at. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the goals we all want. Oh, yeah, man, you, absolutely. Man. Oh. Yeah, well, dude, I was, uh, I, I, I would just, as you know, yes. I, was, I was playing, yeah. we had a show booked, and I was going to come down and train with you guys, because before all this went down, but every time I come down. I love the dude, fact uh, when he puts uh, I, I learned new clips of his uh, moves that he does, and then my um, students go, oh, we did that with him, huh? I'm like, yeah, they're like, oh, he did it on, I go, I tell him, I go hey, <laughs> I tell him, he did it on TV, so he owns it now, you can't do it. No yeah, more. dude, a lot of, a lot of the stuff. Dude, a ton of the a ton of the stuff I bust out on TV. It's it's all from you guys. And everyone's like, "Well, I've never seen." So, that Jack, before we go any further, I want you to I want you to talk to us about your experience in Northern California, from the training to the promotions that you work for. Um, just getting just getting started, yeah. just cutting your teeth. You know, um, trying to figure yourself trying to figure yourself out in the Jungle Boy, you know, persona. Why don't you talk to us about um, that those times? Yeah. Well. That's a bunch. Let's see. I um, I guess starting with the Jungle Boy persona, that was something that I had attached myself to really to get away from idea. I, I guess who I really am, kind of the other side. Um, I, there were a lot of people coming up who who pushed me kind of in a direction. Um, people would say like, you know, your character should be your real self, and I, I knew what they meant by that, and that was um. It wasn't something I was trying to do because, as I said, I, want, I wanted to be my own guy, um, and I wanted to fail or succeed on my own. And so Jungle Boy, in my mind, was like the furthest thing from like a Hollywood kid right. that you could get. And so that was, that was cool for me. But, but Were they uh, Nikki's trunks or where did you get those trunks from? had given me for free. Um, <laughs> You know, I uh, someone just threw them at me like on. ten minutes before my first show. They're like, "Put these on." And I was like, "All right." But so being up there with you guys and all that really helped me kind of like evolve into the character. I remember Gabe telling yeah. me all the time, like, it, yes. "It's not enough to just say jungle. Like, you, you have to be jungle. It has to be more than." Um, and so it, you know, in a lot of ways, character-wise, um, wrestling-wise, I feel like I, I would never be where I am today without what I learned up there. And I, I, I got a lot of different things from a lot of different people. You know, I, I always say Gabe taught me as a wrestler to respect myself, <laughs> yes, to sure. know what I'm worth. Because at that time, I, I would drive all the way down to L.A., do a show. I'd work like three matches in a night and get paid nothing and drive back. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And Gabe was like, dude, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you don't get paid? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, you should ask for money. And I was like, oh, man, I didn't know you could do that. Um and then, obviously, in the ring, um, Rick helped me tremendously. Um, he, something yeah. about it, he, just, he gave me this confidence in the ring that I'd never had before. And, um, and then, obviously, training with Sky Day. For the, yeah, I remember you I going, what for the hell is time, that? The time I did, <laughs> literally, I, it blew my mind. Yeah. 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 It, um, it. And I stole pretty much everything I learned in that class, and I, I still busted out. Um, 
So just all around, the training took me levels above where I was. Um, the shows up there really kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things, too. Um, and this is, you know, I, I find people have different kind of opinions sure. on this, but I can only kind of tell my story of it. But being up there, um, the first show I ever worked for <laughs> you was the biggest crowd I'd ever Me wrestled too. in front of. Me, too. Yep. <laughs> and then um, doing the... Doing the APW shows, th those were also like I because I was wrestling in a warehouse for like twenty people, and fifteen of them were related to me. Oh my god! <laughs> so um, being up there with you guys, I realized at least for me, I, I would see a lot of these guys wrestling like three times every weekend in front of like sixty people each night, <laughs> and I just thought, do I want to wrestle twelve times in a month? in front of like maybe a thousand people total in that whole month or do i want to just wrestle twice yeah two shows in front of a thousand people and then just train a bunch and for me i just thought i don't want to put all these miles in my body and take all these bumps Absolutely. i don't want to work as Absolutely. much as possible i want to work at good reputable places where people are paying attention to what's going on um and and i'll that's that doesn't mean don't you know you got to practice it and do all that but I'll practice my stuff in training and I'll work on my repetitions there, but I don't want to yeah, your bump kind of burn out and just, you know, over, overuse my body and everything. Um, yeah. So that, that really, and then really it was, cause I think it was like right at the beginning of my fifth year, I guess, when I got signed here with AEW at that point I was wrestling for four Really, three promotions regularly. What were like those? Five. I really only still from from once I moved up there for for two whole years. The only shows I did were APW right. and Pro Wrestling yeah. Revolution. That was it. And I do like I guess an odd one here in some other state because I wanted to go somewhere else. But but those were my only two shows, and that is what you know. That's where I started kind of I guess building a name for myself, and people would see. You know, I remember when I yeah, your dad off the top your rope. Dad your dad was show. freaking out. He um, that he, was the first time I. The had funny it. thing about yeah. that, his dad was well, dude, wearing was a lucha mask the entire show, so no one could recognize him. And so this guy with a mask, I had no idea he had a mask on. He walks up and goes, "Hey, so what do you think?" I was like, "Think about what?" He goes, "By Jack." Who the fuck is this guy? I was like, who, who is this guy asking me about Jack? Like, what? And then uh, Robert Thompson goes, bro, that's uh, Jack's dad. And I was like, oh, why does he have the hood on? And he goes, oh, never mind, never mind. And the moment, because uh, he asked me, when is it coming? And the moment I told him, he, he wanted to look, didn't want to look, and he kept talking to himself. And he goes, all right, son. And then you hit it. Man, It. I remember telling Rob, man, I wish my dad, you know, would act like that about what I do. You know what I mean? Your dad was just like on cloud nine, brother. He was just like, that's my son. That's my son. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was just like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. That was, a, that was a good day for me, man. And I felt like that day honestly changed a lot. That, um, that, that clip, as I was saying, was like, that was the first time I ever started getting yeah. like attention from the wrestling world. Kind of like that clip just started circulating. People were like, Oh shit. Who's this guy doing these flips and all that? But so it, I, I felt like I really started to kind of build a name for myself there. Um, just but in order to But then you California. expanded, right? You expanded. And really. So, so what I want, 
One yes, of the things well, I want to talk about really? real quick, and I hate to cut you off, yeah, is yeah. that we we took we, we were talking about no, your dad, course, and you know I, I do want to say that yes. your father is you know TV star Luke Perry, and I remember that that certain time when you know we saw him in the Lucha Mask, but I also remember other shows that he was coming to, specifically like the Cow Palace shows that we did, where he was backstage so excited, yeah. so involved. You know, just just talking with everyone, yeah, and, and, and a lot of stuff story. that he would talk about was always <clears throat> surrounded around you and how proud of you he was. I just I, what I want to ask is, you know, how during that time when we were working Pro Wrestling Revolution, we were working APW, you were going down south and working, you know, other promotions, you know, that that were uh, of value. He was following you that whole time, and he was involved, you know, and and I want to know how that, you know. How involved was he and how supportive was he in your your rise? Yeah, well, he, um, you know, I feel like all folks, I feel like I talk about yeah. that a lot, but my entire family has always been, like, extremely supportive. Um, I've, n- I've never not been supportive. And they, they would just drive up. Just Didn't he fly in one time just for that, just like, last minute from Canada? And drive back. Yeah, he, he flew yeah. in for that yeah. one. Um he was going to fly in for another one that got canceled because of the rain, but my family, they, they're just like That's that. So awesome. um, and they're like that. We, we all just support each other. Um, and it's, I've just always had a really cool, like nurturing environment in terms of that stuff. Um, with my dad specifically, he, you know, he, he was always very nervous. Um, <laughs> it, like that, that shooting star, for example, I know before that he, he was hating it. Um, <laughs> But he he'd make me laugh. He thought it was a he thought a Canadian destroyer was called an Australian destroyer, and he'd always call it that. And I'd always correct him, and he'd still do it. <laughs> he'd be telling me he's like, you know, I don't think you should be taking these fucking Australian destroyers and shit. Like it's just gonna hurt you. Um, and I'd try to. Explain, I was like, it's okay, Dad. Like I I know how to. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know. I don't think you need this shit. It's he'd always tell me too about doing dives. He'd be like, stay in the ring. Nobody can see you if you jump out to one side. So he, he'd make me laugh with that stuff. He was very protective and stuff. Um, but he he just, mm. you know, it. Um, af- after he died, the first show that I wrestled again was, um, it was for Game Changer Wrestling. It was the spring break show or whatever. And I hadn't wrestled in like a month. And it, it was weird for me because... Every match that I had, right before I went out, I'd get a text from my dad. And as soon as it was done, I'd get a text from him. Oh, man. And that was the first time that, you know, I ever went out and there wasn't a text on my phone. And it it was just stuff like that. that He, he was always just checking in, wanting to know how it went, um, wanting to see clips of it. So he, he, was, he was very supportive. And it, it was really cool. And it helped me a lot. Um. And, you know, I had a couple times where I got fed up with it, kind of, just because, you know, I was being impatient, obviously. But I kind of felt certain times I'd see people, and I guess this sounds shitty, but I'd see people that I, I knew I I felt like I was better than them. <laughs> I knew I was working harder, and I'd see people get things, and I'm like, this shit is pissing me off. I feel like I'm not going to get anywhere. And a big thing for me was also being small. And I, I remember a lot of people telling me, like, um... Well, oh my tell God. Me, like, we know you can be a star, but you're, you're probably going to have to take steroids or something like Jeez. that because it's just not going to work out if you're this size. 
And that was actually one of the things. Um, the, before he took me to my very first class, when I was 10 years old, he said, I'll support you completely in this. I'll take you. I'll pay. Well, whatever it is, I'll, I'll do anything you need. But you have to promise me you're never going to take steroids. Because that was, um, it was kind of shortly after the whole Chris Benoit thing had happened. And, you know, all the details weren't out and everything. But um, people thought steroids had played a big part in that. And he, he made me look him in the face and promise him that I wouldn't do it. And I did. And so it would just piss me off because people, people would tell me, if you, if you would take steroids, guarantee you'd be a huge star. And I would just be so annoyed because, for me, that's not an option. I, I, I'll never do that now. And it would just piss me off, like, no matter how much work right. I do or how good I am, whatever, if that's the one thing that it gets hung up on, that's just, it's going to bum me out. And so at certain times, I'm like, what's the point? Because I don't want to, I'd imagine myself getting getting right there, almost there, to being signed or whatever it was, and then being like, all right, um, we want to sign you, but you're going to have to put on weight, however that is. And I I was just like, do, do I want to spend all this time and effort getting there just to you know, not have it at the end of the day. And I, I talked to my dad about stuff like that. Um, and he, th that was an area where he was really helpful because he'd, you know, he'd obviously in a different career and all that, but he'd been through the, the whole thing. Yeah, just, um, wa wanting to be successful and coming up and all that. So it was cool to be able to hear from someone who'd, who'd been there and done it. Um, and had like first yeah, because experience he, he was it. in. I mean, I don't want to say he was in a similar business, but I mean, it was an entertainment business, so he wasn't an entertainer just like you. So I'm sure a lot of the uh, advice he gave translated in in well, some I mean, form uh, or but, another. You know, uh, um, touching on how his dad so, supported him and yeah. his family supported him. I remember uh, Jack when we did uh, Dragomania in Mexico, and uh, yeah, and. Uh, uh, Jack's dad called me from a blocked number. Yeah. Oh, they came to and that I was one, like, yeah. blocked number, not, not going to answer. And I was like, no. I was dude, like, I'm not going to answer. He so called me up. from a blocked number. <laughs> called it again. Life. I hang up. It was, it was permanently blocked. There's like a weird, like, Martian, you know, uh, numbers pop up. I'm like, what is this? And he says, hey, this is uh, Jungle Boy's dad. And it's funny because, <laughs> you know, you'd always hear, uh, you know, that's Luke Perry's kid. He said, this is Jungle Boy's dad. And I was like, what? And I was like, man. So it wasn't like, hey, this is Luke. No, no. He was yeah. like, wow. This is Jungle Boy's dad. And I was like, oh, dude. And, you know, for me, I had met him, you know, for the first time in like in person, person at that San Francisco show. And I remember I sat down with him and I got to hear something funny. I don't know if 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 it's just, if everyone knows, but it, they will now, is I was talking to his dad and I said, hey, you know, I just want to let you know that some of your episodes on on that and Beverly Hills like were huge for me and, and impacted my life and this is and that and then Jack walks by and he goes oh, those shows fucking suck right <laughs> and then Jack and then Jack goes yes. you like that stuff and I was like dude that's wow. like I, your dad's a freaking he's like, I don't know man I, I I tried to watch that shit's no good. And then uh, his dad says, you believe that? He's like, I gave him a set of, like, the pilot. And they're somewhere in his closet. And Jack goes, yeah, I don't even think I ever opened it. And it was the funniest thing because I, it, it, his dad, here's his dad, is, uh, you know, is to, to all of us, you know, you know uh, yeah, growing up in, in that era. Box, uh, 
Well, I want it, you know what I mean? Because like, if you don't want it, dude, I'll take it off your hands. Because Amber, Jack goes, eh, I think I threw that shit away. And his dad was like, see, see, look, I'm here watching him. He doesn't even watch my show. And it was so funny because, like, you actually did, he was there as Jungle Boy's dad. He wasn't there um, asking for a free ticket. When we were in Mexico... And he arrived at Reno, Mexico. He wanted there to be a surprise because he was telling me, hey, please don't tell Jack that we're coming. We're going to surprise him. And so now we're in Mexico, and I'm like – and I was telling uh, Royce, I'm like, dude, I can't yeah. find Jack's dad. And he's like, what are you going to do? I said, well, I, I got to run the locker room, but I can't go looking for his dad. But I can't not have Jack help. Like, what do we do? So then uh, he goes, you got to tell him. I said, hey, bro uh, – he said, what, am I off the show? I said, no, no, no. I said, your dad's coming to surprise you, but he's not here, and I can't get him his tickets because I have to run the locker room. And he's like, well, fuck him. <laughs> Finally, his dad, uh, we connected, gave his dad the tickets. And, wow. You know, and it was crazy because I, I think, Jack, if I'm correct, didn't they just come for that only and left? The whole family? Yeah, my mom and my sister, too. They came and they watched the show. Insane. And then I remember... Because uh, we went we went out with all the guys after. And I told them, I was yeah. like, if you guys are still up, um, I'll see you after. But they said, they were like, it's okay. Because we'll I, I was going to be home two days later. Um, but, yeah, they just came to watch it. And then they took off. And, dude, thank God that he left before the next day. Because when we were having that match, I remember thinking my dad would be losing his fucking mind if he was here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. That was, I never. I never told you. He would have jumped. That, he would have jumped the guardrail. Um, he would have been. He would have gone ballistic. Dude, that. That. That was not. Um. Yeah, because uh, if he would have been in Nogalpa for wow, wow, IWRG wow. the next day, I. I honestly, um, I have no doubt that he would have jumped in, bro. Because the liberties um, that locker room took, the liberties that that those wrestlers took um, and they know who they are and I hope they're listening because I've told it to them in the locker room when I was there. Yeah. I told them in the, I told them upstairs in the office and I told them in their face when we're, when the match is over, they took liberties um, with you guys that um, they, uh, they crossed, they crossed the line on, on, on many levels and I believe they took it. Um, I have my reasons why, and you guys know what yeah. my reasons are and I don't want to involve those people, but I, I went to bat and I, I'm sure when that VCR came out and it was coming towards you, I'm pretty sure, you know, if not your sister, because your sister sounds like she got enough training to go along with you to at least be able to jump in. But it, you're right. It's a good thing they did go home because if they would have went the next day in Nocalpan, <laughs> um, it would have been a whole different uh, different story, yeah. you know, going on uh, on the on the news boards. Well, well dude, fuck. I, I wished I had gone home. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember yeah, the, sure. the TV. I, you know, uh, the, the, jur- the journalist comes up to me and he says, "Man, last night you guys were Arena Mexico, the Cathedral of Wrestling, we made and the next day alive. you're in this dump." I'm, I'm glad that we had that. Um, yeah, dude, it was cool for me. We got to see the top and the bottom of Mexico <laughs> in two days. Um, a lot of good memories. No, definitely for sure. And it was cool going into it. I remember you guys sending me texts wow, wow, about wow. all the posters you guys were on leading up to it. It was so classic, you know? Yeah. Dude, we showed up and we were, we were like rock stars, dude. Like they, our 
posters like put all over all the telephone poles everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, and like people in the street. Yep. Like, like we had to like, it was hard for our Uber to get in. Well, they were there to take pictures of Panda. Let's just be real and stuff. And I was like, you know, dude, they were there to take a picture of Panda. Who we are? Um, the real star of the whole group, you know. The real, uh, okay, the real fine, star. Fine, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. That. Um, yeah, yeah, for know, sure. Cr- cr- so, Jack, I, find it you know, on I, I want to keep the ball rolling here because after fun, Dragomania, I, I feel like your your career started picking up tremendously. I mean, you were going yes. down to uh, SoCal for some of the, uh, I don't want to say, you know, big promotions down there. But, I mean, through, like, bar wrestling and, and, and things like that, you were able to meet, like, uh, the Luchasaurus and start your yeah. team with him. Well, that actually... Um this is how it happened. It went. I kind of. I started building a name for myself in uh, Northern California, and I remember I, I was determined not to go back to Southern California until I was going to be on PWG, because in my mind that was the biggest thing down there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back there when I'm when I'm on top. I'm not going to go work all these little whatever. And I remember. It was at an APW show. Uh, Brody King told me. He's like, I was with Joey Janela this weekend on some indie whatever, and he was talking about you. <laughs> and I knew a little bit about Joey Janela. Mainly the thing I'd seen was him getting fucking oh, yeah. thrown off this roof oh, into yeah. a truck with all the glass and all this shit. And I was like, oh, man, all right. Like, that's that's crazy. But um, it, he, he, kind of, he was like kind of an indie superstar at that point. That was kind of wild for me. I was like, damn, he knows who I am and all that. Um. And actually, the first show that I worked back in Southern California was for Game Changer Wrestling, which I thought was kind of cool because they're actually from New Jersey. And so uh, I got in contact. Joey Janelle got in contact with me, and I got in contact with those guys, and we worked it all out. And that was my return to uh, Southern California. And for me, it it wasn't PWG, but it ended up being even better kind of because – that was my return, and I was returning with something big the way I wanted to. Because when I had left, I kind of felt, I felt like I'd kind of been betrayed in a way, and I felt like I'd been pushed out, and I trusted a bunch of people, and it just didn't work out. And so to come back with that, with kind of like the world watching, I was like, all right, man, this is, this is my time. Oh. And, um, my dad was there at that one, too. That's the one where David Arquette almost got killed. And, yeah, that... That match, um, I knew that that changed my life right when it was happening. I uh, It was funny because, and I was thinking about you guys then too, I was wrestling this guy, Tony Deppin, um, and we were, we were putting together my shine. And I was like, okay, well, right. I, I want to hit like four arm drags, like just all these different cool arm drags, which are sky down, all, the, all this stuff you guys showed me. And... So it was like arm drag, something, spinning arm drag, another cool arm drag, and then a crazy one. And he said, he's like, he's like, just hit a drop kick at the end of it because it just needs an exclamation point. Like the arm drags are sick, but just finish it with something. And so I was like, all right, I didn't really think about it. I was like, whatever, drop kick, whatever. So I hit the drags, I hit the drags, and I hit the last one, and everyone was like, oh, shit. And I hit the drop kick. And when I stood yeah. up, the entire yeah. place got on its feet and started screaming. And I knew right there with the drop kick, I was like, it's, it's going to be different from here on out. And um, the next day, the next morning, I got booked for PWG. Um, 
and then then everyone was trying to book me. Um, I'd been doing bar wrestling a little bit, but yeah. at that point I was like, you know. And then before I even did the first actual PWG show, uh, I was already signed with AEW. Um, but at that point, I figured I was like, you know, I could go all around and wrestle everywhere, but <laughs> I just got signed. I'm just kind of I'm going to stick with the guys who got me here. Um, I don't I don't want to hurt Absolutely. myself before we get going, so. I'll just stick with my. Well, we're we're here, man. Let's, let's talk about working. that. Uh, what what were the events leading up to actually Cody hitting you up, and <clears throat> and, and uh, you know you you getting through with the negotiations and everything? Yeah, so it was um, well, it was cool because uh, so I told you the first time Brody told me he's like uh, Joey Janela's been talking about you, and I was like, all right, that's cool, that's kind of crazy, but I didn't really think anything would happen because I was like, I'm sure Joey Janela sees a bunch of stuff. So then I get I get in with the Game Changer guys, and I'm doing a couple shows for them. And I was at this show in Chicago. And then Joey Janela told me, he was like, you know, I've, uh, I've heard people at AEW talking about you. And again, I was like, wow, that's awesome. But I kind of was like, I mean, they, they could kind of have anyone they want. Like, why would they pick me? And the next morning, I got a text from Cody. I was at breakfast with my whole family. Um and I got a text. Oh, yeah. And it was snowing. And I remember I went, I had to leave the restaurant because I was freaking out. And I went to stand out in the snow. And. Yes. Well, this, I was, I was going to say this earlier. This was actually funny because um, yep. Cody did yep. one of those Cow Palace shows. And that was the one, dude, that show a little bit, it, it kind of broke my heart because I had, I told my whole family, I was like, I'm wrestling in the Cow Palace. Come up here. Um, like, come watch me. And, and, like, a bunch of people came. And it was this battle royal. And I was like, I'm going to do all this crazy stuff. I was thinking for months about, like, what cool shit I could do. <laughs> and I go and I see the card. And it, it says I'm getting eliminated in, like, 60 uh -huh. seconds. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, so many people just came to the... Do you know what it was, too? Most people, I'm looking at the card. Most people come in and they have 90 seconds, and the next guy who comes in eliminates them. On mine, oh, so you were doing the bushwhacker. I'm supposed to come in and get eliminated by the guy who came out before me. And I was like, "Are you, are you kidding me, dude?" So I had to go around and beg people. And Papa, I actually did my spot with you, and I was so thankful for it because I was begging people like, "Can I please yeah, just have yeah. literally 90 seconds? You, hey, you to jump get rid of me." You jumped high um, for yeah. You jumped we high. Did our spot. I, almost, I almost dropped you. I think if if you if you watch the footage, it it actually I it actually remember, got a dude. pop because when you jump, you jumped so high, and when you came down, I almost like I I bent my knees, and if I hadn't have bent my knees, yes. I wouldn't have been able to just I chuck you back that. up. Well, because I for yeah. me, I was like I only have like literally a minute, <laughs> so everything I do has to be like the best yeah, I can do. You so did. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna jump as high as I can." Um, yeah, but uh, right after that, I remember my dad just came backstage, and I was like, "You motherfucker, what are you doing back here? You can't be just coming back here. Like, no one else's dad is coming here." But he like, but then none of the, all the boys are a bunch of marks, so they're like, "Oh my god, Luke, how are you?" And I was like, "You guys, now you're making him think he can fucking be in here and all this shit." But it was cool, and we we, we had a good time and everything. And then he knew Cody was there, and he he said, "He's like, where's Cody?" Wow, um, because my dad and Dusty had kind of ended up being friends a little bit. Actually, that was his like childhood hero. And I said, I was like, um, "Cody's in the back, but Cody has like his own locker room." And my dad said, it's okay, and just started walking <laughs> up the stairs. And I was I was like, Dad, you can't go in there. Like, please do not. You cannot go in there. 
And he just walks in the door, and Cody's standing there in his underwear, like his real underwear, not his wrestling shirt, like his, his boxers. And my dad just walks in and shakes his hand. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, I cannot believe this, dude. He's barged in here. This guy's in his underwear and his socks. And my dad's talking to him. And um, Cody said to me, Cody was always really cool with me at those shows, too. And he said, uh, he said I look forward to when you and I have our match one day. And I was still, yeah. I still had those stupid red Is that why you wore the red front? I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. And it, it's funny because we, we just actually had it. And I thought about that moment. Um, I, I had some different trunks this time. Um, they had some some like green. I busted out my special ones. I was gonna have a bunch of right. made, but then all this. Well, just so you know, um, a, I never. I should have dug out the old. Beg me for ninety seconds. Funny red I ones. Gave Jack uh, um, plenty of time. Uh, I still remember. You know, one of the coolest moments. Jack, yep. I remember Dude, you gave me my Revolution tag team title. You sent me uh, tag with footage because dragon. it was an eye pay per view on fight uh, fight TV, or it, I don't remember what it was, but I think it was there. And the footage of um, your tag partner's family watching you guys win the belts, yeah. and how those kids just lost it. The crowd popped. I mean, it was such a great moment, you know. And uh, yeah. just want to put out there that it wasn't ninety seconds; it was more than not more nine to ten minutes. But you know what? Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you you uh i mean you were doing a lot that's of stuff true, i mean true. you went from fourth grade 11 years old um to taking a huge break to senior in high school to graduating so you had those pockets you know where you dropped not dropped out you know you took to to life and then you came back but from the moment you started again it's been a hundred miles uh, you know and running yeah you know i mean nwa yeah you know i mean you're going fast like you know, you came to us, you trained, um, you started to do some shows with us, and then um, once uh, <clears throat> Marcus Mack at APW saw that you were doing yeah. shows again, he started booking you. <clears throat> and then you flash forward, and like a, a, a couple years later, you're in AEW. Um, it's funny you say that you were out in the yeah. snow, because you called me uh, right after that. Yeah, right after. And I uh, was putting in gas in the car, and he says, hey, can you talk? I was like, oh, man, you can't do the show. Yeah, I, I called like, you. I knew right it. Thumbs up. Still goes, no, no, no. I have, a, uh, I have news. And I was like, well, he tells me. And I was like, sign. Go. He goes, no, no, I am. I am. And I, I, I knew from that moment. I go, yeah, man. If he signed, I go, that's it. You know, the kid's going to the kid's gonna take off. People are going to love him. Because you're a very lovable person. Not because the ring. It's And I tell people this all the time. It's not always about the ring. Yes, the ring plays a big portion. But you're 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 who you are your your attitude your, your 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 who you are as a human being is what's going to keep yeah. you there much longer than your in-ring ability and i knew it i mean everyone who who's been with you and actually is like a true friend or what have you they knew you know so after you did a couple of bookings like a king of indies you know we told you all right bro we're not gonna see you again yeah you are and i'm like well i'll see you on tv but you won't be back yeah. you know and so the last show you did for me you already signed and we were like hey you know aew's you know jungle boy but we all knew you know we all knew and it's just the beginning you know this pandemic has obviously slowed some stuff down um for everyone in the wrestling business but that match you had with cody was you know, I, I could tell at the end of the match, you know, I could tell right. that, you know, it was 
such a it was you could tell in Cody's face that you know man you know I just had a really cool match with this kid and I'm sure some of those things that you're sharing with us now is something that obviously might have played in his head is thinking you know thinking about your dad the relationship that he had with his father um, and that definitely gave a bond um, to you guys so you know I couldn't be happier you know um, watching that match and you know I yeah. still think you should you should have whooped his ass and you know and uh, you know. <laughs> I was so I, I want to touch tough. on that match, but before we do, I, I don't want to sidestep the the your early days in 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 AEW. I mean, I want you to talk about you know what it felt like to actually come uh, to an agreement to get signed. And honestly, I mean, let let's let's be real here. You you came from you know uh, shows that were mainly you know house show environments, and now you have to dive right in head first feet yeah. first or whatever you want to call it into tv yeah um talk to me about some of the challenges yes. that you were faced with doing that and and how you know some of the pros and cons and stuff all right well the the thing it's um the thing about getting signed that's kind of crazy is um you know it it has been pretty quick it's I, I think i'm going into like my sixth year wrestling now or something but there were times where for me it felt like it was a long time um, even though it's been pretty, really quick in the scheme of things, it felt to me sometimes on those drives by myself, I was like, man, this is taking a long time. And you spend so much time thinking about like one day when I'm signed and one day when I make it, whatever. And then all of a sudden it just happens. And then it's kind of just like, oh shit, like this is it. Like I'm, I'm literally here right now. Like this is it happening. I've been waiting all this time and like, it's time to go. Um, and dude, it just, it starts moving quick. It, um, you know, I'd never done even, I'd never done any TV, uh, wrestling or anything like that before. And then I'm getting, you know, it is intimidating, but it's also help, helpful, but I'm now I'm on the right. same TV show as Chris Jericho. Right. Uh, and I'm like, Oh shit, dude, I gotta, I gotta pick this up quick. I gotta be able to kind of hang with these guys. And, you know, it, it has, it, being here and all, my, my match with Chris specifically has changed my kind of perspective on wrestling a lot. Um, you know, I, I do think there are different, I do think there are different strategies for different places. And I think the indies, in a lot of ways, I, I think you do have to do a lot sometimes, depending who you are. Um, the indies is, in a lot of ways, like about like just generating clips or whatever, or like, Whatever it is to get some buzz, um, people just can't <laughs> see you. Yeah, and so that. But, but a lot of people take it too far, and that's why everyone's trying to cram as much as they can into as you know. But then <laughs> when you get to TV, it's not like that. But at first, I thought it was, and I was like, "All right, I'm on TV. I, I got to do everything I know how to do. I got to show everyone that I." But then, you know, wrestling with Chris, I remember. I remember thinking like. Fuck, I'm not doing that much. Like I've had matches where I've done way, way more, and I was worried. I was like, people are not gonna. But then yeah. I realized, I was like, when I do less, each thing becomes its own kind of moment, and it is more meaningful and impactful. Yeah. <laughs> and it, that felt weird for me because you and people have been telling me that the whole time, and I was always like, all right, whatever, fuck these guys. What do they know? But then when I got that, then I felt like an old man. I was like, wow, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but it's not about doing as many moves as you can do um 
but it, you know, it's it's been really cool for me, and I feel like it's cool for me to be coming in, um, you know, because the company is new. So I feel like it's cool to be new with the company, because um, I'm learning how to be a TV wrestler, and you know, th- there have been a lot of good, and and you were, and you were, uh, in my opinion, one of the one of the focal points. I mean, I, I remember when AEW first started up. I mean, even before you actually started. Um, you know, doing TV and, and, and such, you were in a lot of the pictures and, and a lot of the video footage of, of the preliminary, yeah. you know, marketing and stuff for AEW alongside Cody and Brandy and, uh, and a lot of the young bucks. Yeah, that, that was else. very cool. It was uh, great. How did that make you feel? Times, you know, it was because I lived in LA, but I guess it was like the TV upfronts from where right. all the new shows are like pitching their stuff and getting ready. And they asked me to go to it and I went and it was like, <laughs> I'd wear a, kind of a suit, but I'm sitting in a room and it's, it's like me, Cody, the Bucks, Kenny, and Tony and Brant. Like, but yeah. I was like, damn, they have they have me in here with them. That's crazy. Like, I'm a nobody in the scheme of things, and they, they brought me in. Um, and so it's very humbling, and it, but it's it's very exciting at the same time. Like, um, like damn, these guys are investing in me, and they they obviously believe in me, and it, it feels nice. Um, so the, I mean, I still, it's crazy to me when people now, like in public, people will come up to me now and ask for a picture, and I'm like, damn, that that's crazy. <laughs> I say, get out of you here. No, no, I, I, dude, it's it's awesome. I know, yeah. it's, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I remember in Dragon Man, people kept asking for pictures. Um, jungle boy, jungle boy. He's like, what do they want? I go, they want your picture. Why? I was like, dude, just go take a picture with them. Jeez. He's like, all right, all right. Yeah. And, um, so as far as far as the, <clears throat> the TV aspect of it, I mean, I, I got to say, you know, um, working for companies like Pro Wrestling Revolution, uh, who, you know, I mean, we've done, you know, uh, global, yeah. you know, internet pay-per-view where yeah. there's several cameras everywhere. And I know Gabe is real big on the 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 production aspect of it you know knowing where the hard cam is hard cam is you know knowing when to and when yeah. not to circle towards the ring area cameras and such did did a lot of the stuff that gabe taught us in pro wrestling revolution as far as that production help you at all in understanding how on a grander scale aew was doing with all that you know i mean god there must have been a thousand yeah, cameras you know, around you at, ca- at once and, you know camera yeah, one the camera turn the camera two so much. i mean i'm sure i'd fuck it up still but the cameras weren't so much what was kind of free for me now it's like it's like the time and stuff like that's complete because like on the indies you, you have your time and you're supposed to stick no to big it. deal but if you go over, except in my like, locker room whatever kind of yeah. <laughs> this shit yeah well that's true that's true but um here that the time is the crazy part to me and like now trying to figure out when i'm calling something like how long is this realistically um not like can i do it in this amount of time but like how long is this going to be if i do it properly um and it's it's just learning stuff like that um but then again that's where it helps to have people like like chris uh like cody like who have been doing this shit for a while um, do you go to and, Do you go to Chris and uh, a lot? You no, know, are they have they made themselves available? Well, that, you know, um, yeah, they're they're super available. Um, we were actually just talking. Me and Marco were talking to Chris the other day. He he he's very helpful with his input. Um, nobody, it, it's like it's such a cool environment. Nobody there is like too good for it. Like 
I can just go knock on Cody's door at any time and come in and talk to him about whatever it is I need. I need help. The other day I was like, I need help. Like just coming up with a finish for this thing. Can you help me? And we figured it out. And, um, Chris all the time, like, what do you think about it? And he'll, or he'll just come to me and he'll be like, I have some ideas for you to do. And I'm like, wow, that's You're taking the time out of your day to help me out. That's crazy. Um, so the, the whole that's team awesome. is there. It really is just like a big team, and everyone's trying to help everybody do the best they can. Um, so I feel very lucky in that because I'm sh- I, I don't think it's like that everywhere you go necessarily. Yeah. So with with AEW, I mean, I talked about this in a, in a previous episode where you know, in in order for you to get better as a performer, I feel like you have to be in the ring yeah. with people that are better than you. And when you're when you're wrestling guys like Chris Jericho. You know, and you're in there, you know, at what point do you start seeing things differently in terms of how to structure a match, uh, slowing the pace down, speeding the pace up, you know, knowing what's more meaningful than the next, you know, in terms of a move or or a punch or or whatever. Um, What were some of the matches early on in AEW and even even now that would uh, you say that you would say? kind of opened your eyes a little yeah. bit more and well, the, made you um, a little bit more seasoned as a I, I'd say the two for me were the ones with Chris and the one I just had with Cody. Um, the first pay-per-views, I was still trying to do everything um, I could do. Um, and this one I just had with MJF, actually, too. Um, the one with Chris, that was my first That was my first singles match, which was kind of freaky because I, like, I hadn't had a singles match there ever, and I hadn't really had a singles match in a while even on the indies. Um, and that, I, I've never trained harder for anything in my life. Um, I was so scared that I was going to get blown up or whatever. I, I was just going nuts. And I, I think I was in like the best wow. shape of my life for that. Um, so, so then, wow. to do... What that taught me kind of... he it, it taught me to have my things that were my things. And what I... Before on the indies, I used to try and do different stuff every match because I felt, I was like, if I just do the same shit over and over and over again, it's going to look like I'm lazy and people are going to just be like, oh, well, I, we saw this last time, you know, it is what it is. But t- that is another thing where TV is different, where you're trying yeah. to familiarize an audience with your stuff. And doing it with Chris kind of showed me that. he. Um, that's the first time I hit those three dives in a row. And I... I said, I was like, it's like, it's a, like a Lope suicide, a regular suicide and a flip. And I was like, people do all those other moves. So like, I don't, but he told me, he's like, nobody does them all together. And that's going to be your thing. The three of them. And I was like, okay. And so I did it. And then sure enough, that like, that is my, like, that's my go-to thing. Now, Now, do you think Papa can borrow that? Recognize Um, that. Dude, you can do whatever you want, dude. Hit that shit. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm yeah, stealing everything. I'm stealing everything. No, it's it's def- it's definitely it's definitely great to see that 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 you're actually starting, you know, your journey. I mean, even now, I mean, you're on AEW television. You're starting to make a name for yourself. You're starting to get known everywhere. What what do you feel is, is next? I mean, I mean, you 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 reach yeah. certain plateaus yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're 
if you're hungry yeah. enough, you're always going to say what's next. What what is next? What is next for Jungle Boy in terms of the AEW saga, the AEW journey? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? How do you feel you're going to take Jungle Boy hmm, to the see. next I, level? I mean, it's interesting because I I'm actually happy uh, with the team that I'm in. It's cool. Um, I've been in a tag team once before, um, but this one this one's totally. It, it's cool. Because now I feel like I'm starting to get tag wrestling a little bit. And I'm finally... Because when you kind of get thrown into a team with someone, it's kind of just like, oh, well, what do you do? What right. do I do? I guess let's just do all our moves back-to-back, kind of. So now as we're, we're getting to know each other better, I'm, right. I like yeah. know what his shit is. And I'm like, oh, dude, you could do this while I do that. Like, it just... We're starting to put it together in a way. And that feels cool. Um, at the same time, though, I do... I like having these singles matches. Um Either, I mean, I'd like to just, I, I, I want to work with everybody there because I, I'd like to learn a little bit from everyone I can. Uh, I I just had my right. first singles pay-per-view ever, which was cool for me. Um, so I'd like, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm on a kind of steady climb up. And I'd like, for right now, I'd like to just keep moving upwards. Um, I just want to have good matches. Um, I'm, ha- I'm having a a blast, which is... No, what it's all about, but I think it's probably a lot better if you're having a good time. And um, I'm having so much fun every week. So I, I just want to keep moving up, um, keep getting better, and then sooner or later I'm, <laughs> I'm coming for all these belts. Coming for all the belts, including including those yeah. tag belts. Dude, right? You I mentioned would, your tag you know team, what? the Jurassic Express. I've not with said this in public, I'll just Stunt. say it here for the first yeah. time ever. I would like at some point or another to have – Every belt that there is in that company. Well, how how can yeah. we how, how can we get run the Luchasaurus gamut? and well, yourself? Well, that's definitely a goal, man. And, and I mean, I wrestle, think we have all the tools. King Fat Boy and uh, Rico Dinamita and do the Lucha Horseman versus. Oh, uh, shit, dude. Yes, let's do the Lucha Horseman. Rico versus uh, you know uh, you know whatever combo you want to do, but I, I like to see the Luchasaurus come in to Progressing Revolution. You know, let's 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 bring it back. Yeah. Dude, when everything opens back <laughs> up, we can see. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, say shit. for the record, right. you don't want that smoke. So, go ahead and enjoy your time in AEW. Wow! And, wow! Uh, you know, wow! You can come back to my house anytime oh, you want. Just wipe oh, your feet. Oh man! <laughs> oh man, that is awesome. So you know, I mean, this has definitely been a great conversation, man. I, I, I like to ask you one question real quick and this actually pertains to people that are listening you know uh we got a lot of people that listen from fans to you know uh wrestlers to referees to you know whoever and for for the wrestlers you know for for the young up-and-coming wrestlers who were in your spot you know five six years ago and aspire to be where you're at what type of advice would you give them in order to have a chance to get where you're at or or you know uh be able to make a name for themselves. I mean, what advice would you give based um, on your experience alone? I think, I think honestly, being different is a big part of what helps. Um, and you know, thinking back, I felt like a lot of times that it was, you know, I I didn't get put on a lot of shows that I really wanted to be on. Certain promotions, they they would tell me like, you can't be on here because your character is too goofy. We can't have that on the show. And there were times. Uh, 
I actually talked to you about this one. Okay, to do I, a I show. Was thinking about just yeah, and my uh, so that I could yeah, and I get on these him, other he, yeah, he, get on he, these other goofy little. He told shows. me, hey, what do you think about this? I was like, why? And he's like, oh, because that's the only way I can get on the show because of X, Y, and Z, and I have to go do this, and I have to go do that. And I was like, dude, who you know? And I was like, no, dude, you are who you are, and don't yeah. change yourself. You you know what I mean? You got to stay true, you know. And that's one thing you've always been is true to yourself. Yeah. Why change it now for a booking? It's, it's it's not like they gave you a contract that you're making a living and they're yeah. all right. You know what, Jungle Boy? Now you're going to become a, a rabbit. Okay, you know you're paying me to do something. That's my job. But yeah, yeah. it was for one booking. And you and they were treating you like a mark. And I remember me telling you, no, bro, do not let him do that to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was definitely te- you know, uh, uh, for me it was like everything seemed so much bigger, and I was like, I need to get on this one show. And that, you know, I had moments where I was, like, unsure of myself. And that's where the other thing is surround yourself with good people. Um, I was very lucky to have you guys because there are a lot of people who are not great people out there. And, um, you know, you got to work to find good people. The, um, being different also just in the, in the ring. Um, you know, there were, there were times I'd, I remember there was, like, um, there was a phase where I saw so many clips of <laughs> everybody doing a sling blade. And I just, I, th- I was like, you know what? Good, I'm just going to say to myself right now, I'm not going to do a sling blade. Um, because literally everybody's doing it. And so just like wherever you can find a way to be different. Um, you know, with wrestling too, that like this might get kind of insider, but whatever. But people know people have seen so much wrestling that they kind of know what's going on a lot of the time. Right. Um, like for example, I'll do this a lot. Like when you give someone a shoulder tackle and you hit off the ropes and they go to drop down, everybody knows you're going to run over them and then they're going to leapfrog, whatever. So a lot of times I'll hit the ropes and when they do a drop down, I'll do a cartwheel over them. And it's literally, it's, it's nothing, but it's not the normal that people are expecting to see. So it kind of just wakes them up, and they're like, "Oh wait, preach! That's that's not the preach, the basic preach. thing we're used to. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay a little more attention to this." So what whatever it is, if you can just get people to kind of wake up and be like, "Oh shit, what what is this guy doing?" I, I think that's you, important. You're so 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 correct, so correct. Yeah, that's right. I think I've heard that. Before yeah, it somewhere. definitely is. <laughs> Sounds like someone we know, right? We've heard that before somewhere. And, you know, Gabe, I mean, just, just for the record, you know, I hate to go off, off topic, but, you know, I mean, Jack is right, man. You, you definitely helped a, a lot of people, you know, see things differently and, and, and really, um, you know, think outside the box when it comes to our sport. And, you know, I, I'm very glad that guys like myself and Jack are, are, are humble enough to continue well, to say that, man. I think really a perfect a example, people. like, you know, um, it's, uh, it's definitely like, I've never, I, I've, I'm a true believer of never, uh, dangling a carrot in front of somebody, you know, to, to promise them that, you know, come train here because if you come train here, you're going to be, um, I'm going to take you here. I'm going to take you there. And I've seen that happen too many times in, in my time in this business. And even with Jack, you know, we talked about it. I, them, you know, it doesn't matter who your dad is. I think it's super cool who your dad is, but it has nothing to do with wrestling. And the fact that Jack can say, you know, that I've helped them, even a smidget, I don't care if it's 1% to whatever, I, 
I was able, well, at least two, right? But oh, I was, was able to, to <laughs> I was able to guide them. And whether it was wrong or right, it was my <laughs> honest to God, best intention, advice, you know, anything I could have given them was for his best interest, not mine. Because the idea is not, you know, I, I would yeah. love to, you know, I would love to have no one right. ever leave, um, that's come through my company for the most part, you know, I, I wish I still had, you know, jungle boy. I wish I still had Tom Caster. I wish everyone that's ever come through those doors, whether they're on TV or not, some have moved on for to other places, greener pastures, what have you. I would love to still have them because I'm greedy as a friend and greedy seeing good workers and having that. But if, if Jack comes to me and said, Hey brother, I'm going to go drive to, to, you know, to buff fuck Egypt for, for five bucks, man. What do you think? Do it, man. Do it. Do it. no, man. I was like, what? No, 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 no. I always gave him the best advice. And I remember, and I remember yeah. this. Um, and you know, it is what it is. Ember Jack came into our class, and he did something. And I go, hey, who taught you that? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, who taught you that move right there? And he goes, oh, well, I was, I, I was taught this way. And I, Jack remembers or not? And I said, Jack, I want you to do me a favor. When you get home, I want you to text your trainer and tell him he fucking sucks, right? <laughs> Because, I, you know, yes. if, if I was just blowing yes. smoke up his ass, I would say, oh, great, Jack, great move, great move. No, man, you know, I had nothing. I, yeah. I had more to lose by pissing off, you know, you know, Luke Perry's son as opposed to teaching Jack. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if he can say now, oh, man, where would right. you learn that? Oh, I learned that at Revolution. Hey, my, uh, my, hey right. high five to Jack, high five. Um, to, to whoever taught me, you know, and along the lines, because again, we said all the time, you guys are extensions of who trained you good or bad. And if I was able to help you a smidgen mm. or a lot, whatever it is, Hey, I, for me, I'm humbled. I think it's awesome. Thanks. And, um, I did my job because in the end, that's what you came to us to do. And I think if I helped you, I did my portion. Yeah, you did it, man, for sure. Well, guys, that's 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 awesome, man. This that's it. I think we're out of time here. You know, uh, that, dude, your story is you know amazing, man. I mean, that you you are on a rise. I think you know quicker than most, and you know, I'm, I'm super proud to have known you before. Um, all this, <laughs> and I'm super proud to know you now, and um, you know, I'm not going to hold dude. it against you when you forget about me. And, uh, you know, all, <laughs> all I got to say, man, is, you know, I, I know I can speak for Gabe when I say, dude, we love Look, you, man. Papa, We're so proud. If, if, if Jack Super has proud, not stopped you know, talking you're, to you're, us after we did the You deserve Toro, everything Arkansas. that you're getting right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was some bullshit, dude. You, you know. <laughs> that, that was actually it's awesome. Time. It's awesome. They're all the way around. All the way around. I wish we still had dude, footage of, uh, of Jack uh, consoling yeah, uh, Jimmy Twilight in the van. It's telling him how you know, his how it's going to be. I'm okay, sure it's how it's going to be okay. Then later on, you guys, dude, he's he's a little <laughs> dude. Jimmy, Jimmy, you know what? Twilight, Marco okay, Stunt, dude, okay, that's a good okay. Do you know what? Now we don't need no combination. I think so. I think we need to set team. that up. All three of you show up, Marco Stunt. and then for one night and one night only, Jimmy Twilight yeah. would tag up with the Lucha yeah. Horseman, six man tag. Yes, I like that. <laughs> And 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 for for those for those people who don't know, Jimmy Twilight is a phenomenon. 
He, he's, <laughs> he, I, the world is not ready oh, for the man. man that is Jimmy Twilight. So that that'll definitely be a star-studded event. All right, man. Well, hey, you know, before before we go, Gabe knows this. I always like for people to shout out their social medias. Oh shit! Give people a chance to get to know you a little bit more what, if they don't. What is my so, Instagram? Uh, go my Instagram ahead, Jack, and my Twitter. And I knew this was happening. Boy, wow! Score, happening. Very ballsy, don't you think? <laughs> dude, that's on, dude. I didn't realize on, it was gonna blow up like it did when I picked that name. Um, but whatever. Um, oh, man, everything across the Gabriel board Ramirez, at PW Revolution. Hefe, you guys can go ahead and uh, shout out your spread the love medias, and please. follow. Also, www.luchamasks with an S L U C H dash M A S K S dot com for all your uh, PVP masks, but based off Lucha Libre. And uh, what do you think, Jack? We think we can get a Jungle Boy uh, mask going. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's see what we can do. Maybe we can. Uh, oh, that would be cool. Put some I'm leaves down. and some bark. I don't know, but I would love to do something, man. Let's uh, let's come up. Let's get creative. Let's do something. Uh, let's get some good stuff going. I'm can, down, uh, dude. Maybe we can create some money and uh, donate it to charity or something. So I'd be more than happy to uh, to work with you on that. Let's see what we can do. Hell yeah! Awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, you heard it here first. Lucha-mask.com is gonna. Gonna get an exclusive Jungle Boy face cover. I love that. I like that. Well, of course, man. Thanks for having me. coming on the show. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Let Cody know that his days are numbered, and I'm coming for that. I'm coming for that TNT Damn. title. He ain't never faced nobody like me, and never will. Um, on behalf of the podcast, you know, I'm your master of ceremonies, King Fat Boy Papa Wesco, Gabriel Ramirez, Jack. All right, brother. Thank Perry, you. Be safe, Jungle Boy. Thank you, man. I'll see you guys. We'll soon. see you later, brother. You too. All right. And that right there, mi gente, is all she wrote. Huge shout out to Jungle Boy for pulling up to the podcast. Man, so many years ahead of him. So much gas left in his tank. Such a young dude. I can't wait to see what the future holds for him. I'm proud. Hopefully in the next five or six years, the podcast is still around so we can have him back for another great conversation. But that's another story. That's all the time we got for this week. Join us next week when we sit down with Southern California residents, independent pro wrestling superstars, Lucha Libre superstars, Lucha Underground superstars, Little Cholo and El Mariachi Loco. They're going to pull up. Can't wait for that one. Before we get out of here, check us out on social media. Instagram, straight out of the bodega. Facebook, straight out of the bodega. Twitter, str 8 O-U-T-D-A-B-O-D-E-G-A Man, that at gives me goosebumps now I love that thing, go check it out Also, check me out on all forms of social media That's Instagram, Papo Esco Facebook, Papo Esco Snapchat, Papo Esco Twitter, Papo underscore Esco you know what? I even opened up a TikTok, Papo Esco. I did that because my kids wanted me to. So I got some content up on there. You can check that out. On behalf of the podcast, I am your master of ceremonies, the king, fat boy, Papo Esco. Thank you for pulling up to straight out of the bodega. We are out. Lucha-masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. 
Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com powered by pro wrestling revolution.